this is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our many differences often illustrates how much we actually have in common and how we can work together to perfect our union. I'm Condice Presley. My guest is Elle Michelle Smith. She's an entrepreneur, an author, an executive coach. She empowers high-performing professional women leaders to lead like rock stars. Her coaching blends leadership development and strategic communications. She also advises Fortune 100 companies as they aspire to lead at the intersection of tech, culture, and business. Her book is No Thanks, Seven Ways to Say I'll Just Include Myself, a guide to rockstar leadership for women of color in the workplace. Michelle, we were talking earlier, and I wanted to have you back on the program because there are a couple of key new segments in this edition of the book that you call The Remix. One deals with overcoming obstacles, and the other, how women of color must hold space for their voices because the world needs to hear us. I wish you'd talk some about that. Absolutely. So the two chapters are inspired by what what's going on in the world and continues to go on in the world right now as we speak. But in the past, maybe three or four years, thanks to the internet and the wonders of cell phone devices with cameras on them, we have been, um, we've been exposed to something broadly and not just black folks. We already knew she existed, but other people have been able to witness Karen in her full bloom. She is that problematic white woman that weaponizes her tears, that steals your work, <laughs> that does any and everything to undermine you. Now, I make a very distinct um, difference between the problematic white woman and that white woman that actually has a good heart and is trying because they actually do exist. And I open up that chapter by telling the story of a Karen <laughs> who was trying to undo me, but the only reason why she had access to me was because the original white woman that was my CPA passed away. And I went on and on about how this woman had opened doors, she had become a friend. And I make that contrast on, on purpose because a lot of people see the word Karen and automatically think, oh, that's pejorative. I can't believe that you would say that, make that generalization. It is not a generalization. And because we arrive at the idea of Karen from data, I literally interviewed or surveyed 100 Black professional women to ask them who has been the most help and who has been a hindrance, both by race and by gender. Two separate questions. You will find that white women in that question about who has helped show up in that data as well. In fact, 40% of the women who responded said white women had been very helpful. However, you look at the list where there was a hindrance who bubbled to the top, even above white men, 60% of the black women who responded pointed to white women. So we call her Karen, thanks to the internet and the hashtag and these images that we keep seeing. Have you seen the one from the woman in Victoria's Secret? That, that was the one that out? came to mind, yes. And she yes, drops to the yes. floor and she's kicking, please turn off yes. your camera, yes. Now I tell some stories about real life Karens that I have dealt with and I talk about how I dealt with them. One way that you deal with a Karen who's come to be that microaggressive bully, but where's the honey, honey-coated, 
sweetest pie on your friend face because <laughs> they they come in all flavors but this is the one that's most pervasive in in corporate she will typically take credit for what you do I had a client just the other day say that she had done some work and she listened to the recording of a meeting later that she did not attend and heard a woman take credit for her work and she sat there and she doubted herself and then she didn't know if she should confront her because would she weaponize her tears what would happen well, here are some things that I've found over the course of my career that have worked. One thing is you should be preemptive knowing that Karen exists. We have been taught to feign humility in this very capitalistic society and this corporate workplace, it is very cutthroat. Humility gets you nowhere when you need to merchandise your work. People need to know, and this isn't boasting. <laughs> These are stating, this is stating facts. People need to know that your work is yours and they need to know how excellent you are. So that tribe that you have is also working overtime because it doesn't always have to come from your mouth. Your tribe, your sponsors are talking about you in rooms where you're not. Your mentors are giving you, you know, the inside scoop on how to navigate that politics and make sure that the right people in the right rooms know. By the time the Karen in my story, the second Karen in my story that was workjacking, got up before a town hall and shared the wonderful work that she had done, quote unquote, and passed me a shout out from the stage. Everybody in the room knew who had done the work. And what she was saying was just empty, but we'll let her say that, okay? If it makes you feel better, it's fine, but I had the awards to prove it. So that's the first thing, be excellent and do not be afraid to merchandise your work before Karen can show up. Now, the other thing is that you can block Karen in real life too, not just online, okay? And that means you need to guard access to yourself. This is about psychological safety and, and physical safety too, and the, the safety of your work and your livelihood. The minute, and I need for you to really listen to your gut because we've been told that our gut is wrong, but your gut is right. If you feel in your soul that this syrupy sweet woman does not mean you well, or even if she thinks she means you well, because sometimes they do. They think they mean you well, but they're undoing you all the time. Block access. Now, here's the thing. Some Karens can be in your upline. They can be in your reporting chain. Mm -hmm. And that's when it's very important that you activate tribe members. I call them eagles. They're the ones that are flying high in that corporation. They have the big titles. They have the power and don't mind speaking up for you or doing things that will mitigate things for you. I had a British Karen <laughs> that was way up the chain. And you know what? Ultimately, she probably got her way because when that surplus notice, that surplus list happened, despite the fact that I had exceeds ratings, somebody put my name on the list. And sometimes that's the only way they can impeach you. They can't really impeach you. They just have to get rid of you some kind of way. But those Karens exist too. And you need eagles, other people with power who can step in on your behalf. Now, the beautiful thing is in that story that after I got the surplus notice, I had several eagles, about seven of them, officers that were like, if you'd like to stay, we'll make sure that you do. What do you want to do? And that's the key. We got to make sure that we have opportunities that we've created based on our good name and our good character and our great work. And that's your value too. Exactly. Michelle, how do women 
and men who want to know how to work better and more successfully with us, get a copy of your book. Okay. All right. So you mentioned there are two editions. The original is available worldwide, anywhere great retailers sell books. Okay. Primarily, you can go to amazon.com or amazon.uk, wherever you might be. Okay. Use your extension and you can get that book there. It's also on Barnes and Noble and any of the popular booksellers across the world. Okay. The second edition is exclusively on Amazon and it's a hardcover. It comes in a hardcover edition and it comes in Kindle. And yep, there she has it. Condice has her copy. And uh, what's beautiful about it, Condice, I don't know if you know this yet, if you open the front cover and then turn maybe one page, there is a code at the very bottom of the copyright. And it says, use this code, go, my, go by my website and you'll be able to get an online course. It's an access, free access to an online course. It's $2,500 value is what I should say for absolutely free, just for picking up the book. And literally I teach the book by video. It's self-paced. It's about four hours of your time. You can take it little by little, but I take you through the entire book. And I'm a certified hybrid instructor, thanks to the pandemic and my work as an adjunct professor at Texas Christian University. So know that you're gonna have course objectives and we're gonna meet those course objectives at the end. But there's also a discussion guide. If you want to get together with your girlfriends or colleagues and have a, a reading circle and then go through the course together, you are more than welcome to do that because at the end of every module, there is a discussion guide. I have prompts that actually coach you through so that you can get your plan together to move yourself forward in corporate America. You know, Michelle, you're able to not only grow yourself, build your brand, but you're changing lives with this just by the teaching of the reading, and now with news of this course, why are you doing it? Yeah, you know what? You know, my heart just leapt when you said that you're helping people. Just this week, last three weeks, I've been getting calls from my clients because I am an executive coach. I'm certified by the International Coaching Federation. Went to the CAP Institute that's run by Valerie Burton. You've probably seen her on the Today Show. She's a coach to end all coaches. But my why really sits right there in the middle of that book. And that is, there are women like me who have made it mid-career and they've just been satiated by that check that comes every two weeks. And I call them the golden handcuffs. I think Gary Vandercheck was the one that uses that term a lot. Um, Cheryl Grace, formerly of Nielsen, she's in the book too. She calls it being institutionalized. And I've seen us pretty much get just glazed over looks with our Fendi bags and our red bottom shoes and everything is just going to be okay, but we've forgotten how to dream. So I engage with women like myself and there's a premise that I have to thrive global just wrote about this, that if you can solve for black women, you can solve for anyone. It comes down to the most disadvantaged, just like you would for accessibility. And some of these phones, you know, how many of us love the fact that Siri will talk to us? Well, Siri's, uh, technology wasn't just derived because regular people needed it. These phones could talk to people who had, you know, eyesight issues or, you know, th they facilitated for people with different abilities. If you solve for Black women, corporate will be more amenable to everyone. 
everyone will feel included. So I've felt this in my soul, especially after going into that Fortune 10 and experience just hardcore corporate to its core. And it's like, I have the sensibility that I could bring to people and I could use the, the advantage and the tactics and strategies of applied positive psychology to coach it out of them. And I've seen women blossom. Oh my gosh, just in the last three weeks, I've had three VPs expand their scope and their work and their team's global responsibility. And most of them, of the three of them, two of them just became VPs within the last six months. I've had people call me and say, I just forexed my salary. I'm going to this new company. And they made me a director. And this was after 20 something years at a senior manager role. They had almost forgotten <laughs> that they had a dream to move up. And I've had others that come to me and I'm like, they're like, I, I just made AVP. And let me tell you what happened. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't shift my mindset to understand my value. And what I see is these are people who are not just thriving at work. They're also thriving at home. They're starting families. They're having babies. They're getting married and they've become the boss of their time so that they aren't wiped out. These are people who are, they're vacationing. <laughs> they're resting. They're taking 20 minutes a day just to zone out and go to their happy place. And they look happy and they feel happy and they are killing it. So that's my why. I, I really wanted to make that available to and accessible to a group who has not had access to this because executive coaches are, we're, we're hidden. We'll walk around in those big companies and you won't know that we exist unless you're a senior leader and someone has sponsored someone like me to coach you. Otherwise, if you're in the middle management in the ranks, you don't know. And these are the types of secrets, which is actually a lead into the next book that's coming out. Yes, please. <laughs> Seven ways to say I'm entitled to the C-suite. We're going to reveal some secrets that a lot of people just don't know about what it takes to get to the C-suite. And once you're in there, what to expect. And some of that is about creating generational wealth. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little secret right now. Okay. Please. So. I made it to executive compensation level when I was at the big company. It was a matter of a promotion between a level two and a level three at this company. Some of you have bands that go all the way up. Some of your levels are like, I mean, you have several, but you know what I'm talking about. The difference between a director and someone who is not in the executive ranks or considered a general manager, which is typically director, AVP slash um, senior director, to VP. That's before you get to senior um, vice president and up, okay? Something changes. That something is typically stock options and how you're able to get that stock through merit bonuses and also through long-term stock options. Now, many of them will reward you for staying. So what they do is they vest these stocks and you stay for three years and then they vest and then you can get the cash, okay? If you stay at a level two, and I know plenty of people that are like, I'm just pleased at being a senior manager and they don't know that that particular perk, because there are other perks happen. And let's say you get laid off, okay? I was surplused. I got my lump sum, but guess what? Three years after I've left, I'm into my third year after I've left AT&T, 
and they don't mind me saying it because they still call, call me, hire me, buy my books. I go back and I speak. Three years after I left at and I'm still getting paid by at and How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I did such a great job that each time that I did a good job, my boss made sure that I got a merit bonus. And a part of that bonus was cash, but it was also stock. And all the way out until like 2023, something like that, I have money that's coming out. I have short-term bonuses that are still coming. And guess what? I, I don't, I'm not afraid to tell people this. This is the business that that last company built. I could not have come out, I mean, spitfire, like on a rocket doing what I do right now without investing the money that I had from that company. These are the choices that you can make. You can make those choices sitting in an officer's, you know, swank C-suite office. And they're saying, you can stay and you can say, you know what? I don't really know about that. Let me see. It gives you choices. And if you can comprehend those kinds of perks, there are many, many more perks that are invisible to people who stay in the ranks, who are just okay with staying in the ranks and, and debating over an incremental increase every year, you might be able to start that business, sis. You, know. Michelle, have given our listeners so much to chew on, so much to think about, and teased ahead to yes, please. But right now we're talking about no thanks. It's the remix, seven ways to say, I'll just include myself. It is a guide to rock star leadership, for women of color in the workplace. Michelle Smith, I look forward to having you back when Yes Please comes out and we'll talk more because there is definitely so much more work to be done. And thank you for sharing your knowledge, your experience, your life, your why with so many other women so that we, they can find what that next step is for, for each of them. Thank you so much. I have one little thing I want to put in there. Yes. My little daughter, and we foreshadowed this in the last chapter where we talk about I'm speaking. She has written a children's book that was inspired by No Thanks, and it's called No Thanks for Girls, and it will be released August 22nd, 2021, on her birthday, actually, <laughs> and it is built on the same premise. She tells seven different stories of things that happened to her, um, you know, uh, being bullied, being told she wasn't smart enough, not pretty enough, all of those things. It's called No Thanks for Girls, Seven Ways to Say I'm Smart, Beautiful, and Enough. Out and that will be available on Amazon as well. And I have a young lady that I know I will purchase a copy for. Michelle Smith, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for this today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Condes. Don't know if you saw this in the newspaper earlier this week or better yet, in your KISS 104.1 Urban News and Views, which dropped into your inboxes this week. But out at Stonecrest, there is a venture called The New Black Wall Street. Our guest right now is Matthew Hampton. He's the project coordinator of this great venture. Talk to me, Matthew. Welcome to the program and the vision behind creating this new Black Wall Street market. Well, thank you so much for having me on this morning. We are truly excited 
to introduce the new Black Wall Street market to our community here and the metro Atlanta area. Um, the vision came from actually the work that Mr. Bill Allen and the Allen family have been doing for the last 20 years here in Stonecrest, Georgia, to increase the number and size of minority and women-owned businesses uh, by giving folks the opportunity to come to our institute um, and also just through the work that the institute does. And this new Black Wall Street market is an extension of the work that Bill Allen has been doing for 20 years out here to really um, impact the mindset of African-Americans in particular and women-owned businesses to, to dream bigger, to go after more, and to create uh, the next level of business uh, as entrepreneurs. And so we're excited that we have this new uh, resource of this 125,000 square foot market called the New Black Wall Street Market. So what should visitors expect to experience when they come out? That's a great question. Um, what we're doing right now is we really want to orient the community to this location. Uh, and so right now, as we are doing the build out on the inside, uh, we're going to be energizing the parking lot and we're going to begin the process of supporting black businesses right here in the metro Atlanta area. And uh, they should expect to meet about 60 dynamic entrepreneurs who have great products and services. Uh, you get to learn a little bit more about the history of Black Wall Street. Talk to our listeners about the importance of growing minority-owned businesses, especially in the community where you operate. Yeah, you know, we all are excited. I think, you know, looking at the metro Atlanta area, you know, we are blessed to have a, a very robust ecosystem of entrepreneurs. But, you know, the sad part is that when you really uncover those numbers, 80% of African-American businesses have one employee, and that's typically the owner. Our objective is that we want to take that number and we want to increase it by two to three employees by, by teaching entrepreneurs some of the fundamentals that are necessary to take their business to the next level. And, and that's what Mr. Allen has been preaching for the last 20 years. Is he's a real fundamentalist uh, on uh, business and entrepreneurship. And, and he's been saying that, you know, we've got to figure out how we can work on the weaknesses of some of our businesses uh, so that they can grow. And so our real objective is not just to rent space, but we're really trying to create an environment where entrepreneurs can, can genuinely grow their business, um, get past some of their weaknesses, uh, and focus in on their strengths. Uh, as Mr. Allen always says, work on your weaknesses, Matt. Your strengths will take care of themselves. And that's the message that we give entrepreneurs uh, and, and that, that's part of this whole ecosystem that we're creating here at the New Black Wall Street. And so I think it's extremely important for entrepreneurs uh, to take advantage of not only the opportunities to be inside the market, but also to join us and be a part of our training programs. Uh, because this is one of the, the few places that you can get someone who's been a practitioner for 40 years to teach you how to take it to the next level. So we, we're equally as excited about the learning opportunities that we have for entrepreneurs here in our community. People who are interested in getting involved, perhaps they have an idea, they are entrepreneurs, need more information. Where can they go online to learn more? Yes, sure. That's, I'm going to tell you, www.newblackwallstreetmarket.com. It's real long, so let me say it again. It's newblackwallstreetmarket.com. And when you get to our site, you'll see opportunities to become a merchant. You'll also find opportunities for employment because we still need to build our team here as we prepare uh, for September. And the most importantly, you'll see an opportunity to, to join our digital community. Right now, we have over 300 entrepreneurs who are receiving training, who are going through our processes, uh, and who are, and I'm going to tell you, the greatest thing about it is they're sharing and they're growing and there's this kind of collaboration that's happening. And so it's, it's an extremely exciting time 
Uh, the technology and platform that we've built to start the process of the market is robust. Uh, people are sharing and doing all kinds of stuff in there. And so we're, we're truly excited about this opportunity for entrepreneurs who want to grow. Uh, and there's no charge to be a part of that community uh, initially. And so, so that's exactly what you should do is go to newblackwallstreetmarket.com. Matthew Hampton, appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program produced with you in mind. If there's a guest or an issue you'd like to hear me explore, I'd hope you'd let me know. The easiest way to connect with me is on social media. Just slip me a DM or send me a message. Search Condus Presley on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And yeah, I know you're asking, how do you spell Condus? C-O-N-D-A-C-E. And Presley has two S's. That's P-R-E-S-S-L-E-Y. Friends, I appreciate your listening. Be sure to listen again next week at the same time as we explore new perspectives. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.